Alright. Alright, let's do this. Alright. Music. Music time. Hit, hit that music. Um, there will be music here. If not, uh, imagine theater of the mind style. Uh, whatever music you'd like. What, what, whatever it is you imagine uh, would open a podcast based on uh, a man who's bought way too many uh, Joshi Pro portraits. Uh, that is the the, the the main point of this whole thing. Welcome to the A4 Portrait Castle. Uh, I am your host, uh, Chris Lee. Uh, you may know me from such uh, social media accounts as uh, the Burning Hamiter, uh, at Chris2Kaylee, or uh, Pro Rest Drifter from Instagram, uh, which is uh, Twitter, but uh, photos and less shit posting. Anyways, uh, yeah, why am I doing this? Uh, well, as the title says, this is the A4 Portrait Castle. Uh, as a longtime pro wrestling fan, in particular, Joshi Pro Wrestling fan. I have amassed, uh, let's call it too many uh, A4 portraits. Uh, A4, by the way, is uh, the kind of standard paper size here in Japan. Uh, I guess what you would call letter in the uh, Knuckle Sam's side of the world. Uh, it is uh, 297, sorry, 210 centimeters by 297 centimeters. Millimeters, centimeters would be hilarious, and uh, yeah, it's it's the best size of uh, paper in the world. I will stand by that. That's my hill I'm going to die on. Uh, and uh, you know, you guys can enjoy your whatever letter size is in your uh, region of the world. You're wrong. You did it wrong. You made a mistake. If it's not A4, just walk away. But uh, yeah, A4. Portrait Castle here is uh, my podcast where I will yammer on about uh, opinions on pro wrestling because uh, people need things to listen to when they're doing laundry. Yeah. Anyways, um, full disclosure, this is like the third time I'm doing this recording. (laughs) Uh, I initially did it as kind of like an overview like that, the first go at this was like an overview of my New Year's uh, pro wrestling watching, and maybe one day I'll come back to that. The whole idea of what 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 uh, New Year's is like here in Japan. Long story short, it's a big busy time. There's a lot of pro wrestling going on. Think of uh, like WrestleMania, WrestleMania week for those of you in uh, again on the other side of the other other planet. Oh, I should uh, preface this. I, I I live in Japan. I've lived in Japan for quite a while now, and this is why. I go to a lot of uh, Japanese pro wrestling shows live. Um, uh, but uh, the main point here is, let's 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 get back on, on the rails. Uh, I am someone who has watched too much wrestling, and now we'll talk about it. And initially, when I recorded this, uh, I ended up talking about the like nine days straight of watching pro wrestling that I did. And kind of went through chronological order, trying to just touch on each show. And that was uh, mostly useless audio. <laughs> I mean, you can just imagine I watched like at least 12, I think maybe more shows. 14 maybe? Okay, I got to count it again. Uh, again, you can go to my Twitter to to audit me on that. Um, but yeah, I uh, I went to a bunch of shows. And then the, yeah, the first time I recorded, just like... I guess I was just trying to do what I'd heard other podcasts do in this in this field, just kind of like cover things, go match by match, and it was just not interesting. I was trying to edit it, and I was, I was going to just I, I I wanted to set the computer on fire, but uh, so I did it one more time, which uh, you know happily I actually cut that down like in half, and that went from like a two hour podcast to like a one hour, uh, but still not what I wanted it to be. So here we are with the third attempt because uh, third time's a charm as uh, video games have taught us uh, and what I'm going to do with this well, what my mission statement for this podcast is more like interesting shows I've been to my thoughts on the show not necessarily match analysis or you know um, my deep thoughts on uh, the storyline maybe maybe some of it was the storyline but like the, my deep thoughts on like what the booker's thinking or or backstage rumors, whatever. Uh, I mean, I will talk about like news and things that are going on, and maybe what the hot goss 
that the general interest is talking about, but I'm not going to talk about like rumors I've heard and have no confirmation of or whatever. That's, that's not what this podcast is about. Um, uh, they don't expect uh, ratings. Don't expect, um, I don't know, awards. I mean, I might do awards as a hilarious thing where I, I hand out like, like the most bubble wands for a Hana, Hanazono Momoka match or something like that. Um, also, don't expect too much coverage of the bigger uh, Japanese promotions out here, like uh, New Japan or Stardom or like Noah, stuff like that, because I don't actually watch those that often uh, anymore. Uh, nothing against them, you know. Uh, to be honest, when I was just getting into pro wrestling out here, uh, I did watch them, and I, I do see, uh, occasionally tune into those uh, those promotions here and there. But um, just uh, it's like the length of those shows sometimes are a bit much for me, so. I, I definitely prefer the more uh, compact, independent shows. Not, not that I won't sit through a three or four hour show if it's if it's something I'm invested in. But um, yeah, uh, the shorter the better. I'm very much one of those guys who's going to tell you that 90 minutes is the ideal time for a movie. But um, uh, what I want to cover is just kind of four things. And um, I, what I learned from the previous two runs at this was there was like four topics I, I seem to have. Uh, some passion about talking about in those original takes. So we're going to start off, I think, with one that a, a lot of people uh, who enjoy Joshi Pro Wrestling and following Japanese Pro Wrestling were kind of interested in. Uh, uh, I saw a lot of, again, in, in Japan and outside Japan, was the uh, Unagi Sayaka produced um, uh, a show. Uh, Unagi Sayaka, uh, a wrestler formerly of Tokyo Joshi Pro and then more recently formerly of Stardom, uh, who left uh, basically, you know, under a cloud. And she, she was essentially fired. Um, but again, I don't know if I get too much into that because there's all kinds of rumors and theories about that, whatever. But, um, you know, she's always a wrestler I've enjoyed uh, back in Tokyo Joshi and, and, and watching some of her stardom stuff. Like, she always had, I think, her take on pro wrestling. And that's something I always enjoy, something fresh, something different. Um, and uh, uh, she, uh, you know... Over the last year, she's basically freelanced almost everywhere. Uh, went to America, I think, a couple times. And, uh, yeah, I mean, she's she's really, I, I feel like, made a mark for herself in the independent scene. Uh, and also just, like, shown that she does have, I think, a good, you know, a good ability to draw without the need for a big brand or anything like that. And, uh, you know, she sold out Crackman Hall. This was a sold-out show. Um, I was lucky enough, uh, thank you to Saki, Saki all caps, GPU callers leader, for uh, reserving my ticket and getting, uh, for, for me and a buddy, uh, I think they were literally like some of the last tickets from the email she sent me, she said that, like those were like one of the couple, last few that there were left. Um, they actually did the overflow thing, uh, Karakuen Hall, if you don't know, has like balconies on the left and right side, you can kind of see them in videos sometimes, and uh, yeah, they opened those balconies, which are actually really fun, um, if I had known that was an option i might have rolled the dice but again it's random you know you might get a terrible seat like a seat air quotes you might be standing like at the back wall kind of looking down um but yeah i got some tickets uh went to the show um overall thoughts you know i i really like the show you know um there's a lot of i would say like i won't call them dream matches but like unusual combinations of talents that you wouldn't see all in the same place usually but if you have been following unagi's career over the last year or so really makes sense because these are people who have like uh she's interacted with a lot or or people who kind of um uh, have wrestled against her or, or kind of fit the mold of w what her shows are all about so we had takumi there from marvelous we had uh um konami obviously from she was she went through stardom uh you know uh, uh junkasai was there uh, uh dick togo was there right uh, uh masao tanaka uh, all the uh, the um, Mayumi Ozaki, my Mayuki from Oz, uh, just like uh, and, and Suwama uh, from uh, All Japan. Uh, All Japan, by the way, the uh, organization that apparently helps support this pro this program. I, I think they lended the ring or they lended the equipment and uh, helped help set everything up. Um, and uh, yeah, as far as setup, like it, the the setup in Krakow Hall was really really nice. I thought uh, she she actually used the stage because if she hadn't used the stage, I think she could have sold another I think two hundred tickets probably. She probably could have got to at least fourteen hundred, no problem. Um, but she had set up the stage uh, like um, kind of a Japanese festival style and kind of the colors she's known for, bright gold, 
Um, again, there's, there's pictures online. You can check my Twitter. I think I took a snapshot there. Um, she used a, a black light, which was smart because a lot of her gear is um, like neon colored. So like her fans would really pop in that gear. And I thought that was smart. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, merchandise area was pretty much on fire. Like, uh, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, again, the show did go a little bit long. So um, uh, like after show merch was a bit, bit crunched, uh, but, you know, good and bad. Good. It saved me a lot of money. Bad. Uh, I couldn't buy more merch. Uh, luckily, I, I was able to, to get the things I needed for myself and some friends. But um, overall, the show, uh, I really liked it. Uh, like I said, I think it was fun. Uh, yeah, I'll be honest. If you're looking for like big work rate matches, this is probably not the show for you. Like, no one here was was going out of the way to kill themselves. Uh, although there, I believe there were a couple injuries, we'll talk about later. Uh, I mean, Unagi pushed herself. She did three matches, opening with ta- fighting Takumi, which was a, a solid match. It's a little bit of a nice little twelve minute uh, match where I think Takumi wanted to make a statement about how far she's come, and uh, you know. Going 12 minutes with Takumi is always uh, is always a good sign that you've come a long way. And again, it, it was a nice little little match. Um, and uh, for me personally, I feel that my, my favorite matches were probably some of the tags, the Joshi tags, obviously. Um, uh, Diana, uh, it was I believe it was Haruka and Nanami versus Aoki and Aoi uh, from J uh, for wrestling JTO. And uh, Aoki Itsuki, of course, one of my favorite. One day, I'll, you know, one of these podcasts might just be <laughs> dedicated to, to to talk about Aoki Tsuki because I don't think she gets enough uh, enough uh, enough respect on her name. That that was one of my favorite matches. That was probably one of my the the, the best straight wrestling matches um, on the card. And then followed by my my second favorite match uh, on that card was probably again I'm very biased because I love GPU colors, but GPU colors versus Prominence. Um, in particular, because obviously, if you follow GPU colors, you know that it's a team made of of Asaki, uh, Yuko Sakurai, Hikari Shimizu, and uh, Ami, uh, Ami, who is uh, Rina Amikura. And unfortunately, uh, Hikari and uh, Ami are both down with injury uh, and probably going to be out for a while. So uh, they were shorthanded. This was booked like I think a couple months ago or, or something like that. And uh, uh, prominence, I think it was going to be a four and four, maybe even. But uh, uh, unfortunately, with the injuries, uh, Colors was down. An X was announced. Uh, and what happened was it ended up being Prominence, uh, Risa Sara, um, Akane Fujita, and uh, Natsumi Mochi versus Saki, Yuko Sakurai, and X being Kurumi from Prominence. Uh, it was pretty funny. Um, uh, Kurumi came out. I did, did the GPU Colors dance, which is something she clearly had maybe watched on YouTube once before <laughs> she, she walked out there. Uh, but she was really into it. They did like all of Ami's spots. I thought it was really sweet. And then uh, it was just it was just a fun match. It, one night only, it, I would like to see Kurumi maybe, especially with GPU Colors down members, maybe maybe sub in here and there and have Kurumi, uh, Karu Ami uh, maybe be a member, a part-time member of, of of Colors. Although I believe they're having like another versus match uh, coming up or something like that. Well, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, uh, that was fun. And then um, uh, again, Unagi's second match was her as Dark Unagi, or or was it? Uh, and it versus it was like a heels versus heels match. It was like the Darkers, Dark Tiger, Dark Unagi, and um, oh, Dark Bear, Dark Wolf, Dark Wolf. I believe was it the third animal there, and, and then versus um. Uh, again, another heel team uh, of uh, Oz Academies, Mayumi Ozaki, Maya Yukihi, and Suwama from from All Japan. Again, fun match. Real real basic. The heel match. It was kind of weird again because they're both heels. Dark Unagi took a bit of a beating there. Ended up who someone someone ended up getting missed it. I think and that that led to uh, uh, Team Ozaki Goon or whatever getting holding on to the is it uh, Samurai TV TV titles? I can't remember something like that. Uh, the Gower TV TV titles. They, they, they were they are six man TV titles. Um, I can't remember. I'll 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 check it later some other time. Look it up. Again, that's I'm not here for that. And then finally the main event. The main event: Minoru Suzuki, Masao Tanaka versus Konami and Unagi Sayaka. Yeah, I mean obviously you just look at that and like wow, this is like a crazy match. In some ways, there were moments where like I felt there was callbacks to like especially with Kana and Minoru Suzuki. Obviously, uh, Kana Asuka being Konami's. Mentor, I felt that there was a moment they tried to recreate kind of the, the, the stiff slapping spot 
maybe maybe a little too stiff because I think Konami said she got she had a little little concussion. Uh, hopefully, hopefully she's feeling all right. Unagi herself also apparently got a concussion after because uh, whether it was that match or not, because she did three, it's hard to tell. But uh, she she ended up missing a couple of shows I think after this this one. Oh, it was a fun match. Unagi has been doing the sliding D, and that kind of came out in the match. Uh, you know, trying to use it against Masato Tanaka. I think I think Tanaka tried to use it on her. I, I think he actually hit her with it. it. It was a great way to end the show. Again, not some kind of spectacular, like, technical match. Again, I think Una, uh, Konami might have uh, gotten a bit uh, shook early in the match because there were a couple points where, uh, uh, you know, her it got a little shaky. It could be ring rust. You know, she, she does, she's not exactly wrestling a full-time schedule, so might have just been her a little rusty in there, but... Uh, okay, not terrible, because again, you have Minoru Suzuki in there, you have Masato Tanaka, Unagi herself that can kind of like uh, cover, and it, I, I felt overall it all made sense. And, uh, you know, the vibe, the vibe in that arena was great. Uh, Karakum was cheering hard for Unagi, and everyone really. And if if they can pull this off again, you know, I 100% think she could easily do another sellout at Karakuin, you know, especially if she takes a little time and like... Um, it hypes it up like she did this one, you know, one of these every four months, three months. I think she'd she'd do really well for herself. It was definitely an expensive show. I again, I don't know how much all Japan took as a cut. Yeah, I wonder because it, it was very very well, like I said, very well produced. There's a lot of there's clearly a lot of uh, a production put into it. But she sold a good amount of merch. I mean, uh, and so did a lot of the other wrestlers there. You know, shout out to Itsuki Aoki for, for hanging in there to like almost the last minute. Sadly, one of my friends went in for a portrait and she's like, ah, we got to get out of here. Because, yeah, when Krakow Hall wants to close, guys, uh, if you ever come to Japan and catch a show at Krakow Hall, when they want you out, it's time to get out. I remember very strongly, I think it was one of Io Shirai's last last shows out here. Uh, yeah, stardom had just gone like way past the limit and they, they ended up doing like... Uh, eos two shots uh, these are the the, the like the uh, polaroid pictures that you can take with the wrestlers like in the back of crack when i don't even know if that was legal it's like literally on the street but it was pretty funny overall unagi sayaka show uh, i recommend it if you're a fan of unagi sayaka or if you're a fan of like kind of just fun weird mixed m- mixed shows I believe it's coming out on samurai tv here in japan on the 20th and then look around people if you have access to samurai tv you can watch it if, if you don't there are Probably going to be people who are, um, we'll call it, backing up the show somewhere. Uh, and also, uh, you know, it was an All Japan supported show. And I know All Japan has a couple of, like, non-All Japan exclusive shows. Like, they, they have the Karakuen, uh 60th anniversary show on their streaming service. So there's a chance I might show up there at some point, too. So that, that could be a, a great way to watch it. I've only, like, poked around a bit on the All Japan TV site. Uh, for you know reasons we'll talk about later, but it seems like a pretty good service with a lot of with more of the recent stuff and in in pretty good quality. So you know that, that's one way you might want to go about looking at it. Uh, moving on, so that, that's the New York Saraka show. Uh, I give it. Uh, I said no ratings, but you know what? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it five grilled eel skewers out of five because grilled eel is delicious, and so having five of them would be totally baller. Moving on, the second thing I want to discuss, uh, Oz Academy. Oz Academy. This was, so I caught two Oz Academy shows, I uh, had not planned to do two, but because on the first show, which was a fantastic show at Karakuen Hall, December 30th, uh, a number of great things happened there. Number one, Momo Ringo uh, made an appearance. Momo Ringo being the uh, amazingly uh, team, a chaotic team of uh, Mei Suruga and uh, Momoko Hanazono. If you probably know Mei Suruga from Gato Move or Choco Pro, uh, you know, go to that YouTube channel if you haven't. Watch any video with Mei. Instantly start cheering for the Big Apple or booing. You know, I can't, I can't say that she's not uh, kind of a horrible villain at times. And then also Momoko Hanazono. Momoko Hanazono kind of like a, a, is a freelancer out of Osaka with a very similar chaotic energy. I mean, you look at a picture of her, and you're, it's just like, oh, another kind of idol style wrestler with with a bubble wand and a flower and a stuffed flower but uh she is certifiably insane she is violent beyond words and uh if you combine these two together momo ringo momo being a peach and ringo being an apple so may is the apple uh momoka is the peach okay pretty clear uh yeah when you combine these two it becomes just like a molotov cocktail wrestling match and i that was one of the huge reasons i went well what happened was uh i had not again i tend to just watch shows based on 
ran most random things or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I love Oz Academy anyway. So it was like, oh, more Ringo and Oz Academy, awesome. Well, uh, the I didn't realize that the, I knew there was a Rumble. Uh, what I didn't realize was in, that Rumble was to decide the number one contender for the Oz Academy belt, which is currently held by Akino from Oz Academy. So the Rumble, or it was a showdown survival match, is what they called it. That's right. Uh, and it had um, it was a six on six. That's right. So so it starts as a three versus three match, elimination style. You know, at some point when you get down to two wrestlers, it becomes a one on one. So the idea is. Um, you know, you, you, you want to stick with your team, try to eliminate the other team and protect your body as much as you can. Then you get down to the three-way, and then you get down to the, the one-on-one. Great match. I mean, everyone involved was amazing. It's, we had Rina Yamashita. We had, uh, you know, GCW Ultraviolent Champion. We had Ryu Mizunami. Uh, you know, everyone loves Aniki. Like, Aniki, again, uh, someone I will probably dedicate a podcast to at some point if I keep doing this. Kohaku from Wave. Uh, uh, again, just fantastic young talent. Miyamono from Marvelous. And uh, uh, Sariano and Subasu. Yeah, just uh, again, a fantastic match. Um, one of the highlights of this match for me is just seeing Kohaku and Mio Momono tie up for such a long time. Those of you that don't know, uh, Kohaku currently wrestles for Pro Wrestling Wave, but she started in Marvelous with Mio Momono. She, uh, at that time, Kohaku was known as Mikoto Shindo uh, due to, again, issues I, I you know, whatever some issues she left with a, a few other wrestlers a couple other wrestlers and uh she was gone for about a year she like kind of stepped away from pro wrestling and now uh, she came back as kohaku and wave and the two really haven't interacted that much since and again this wasn't quite a match between the two but uh they were only in there together probably for about a minute or two uh but it was fantastic like it reminded me how how good the chemistry they always had was in marvelous it, it was maybe the highlight of that whole show for me and, it, and this was a great show too overall it was a really 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 fun show yeah, uh, I hope in the future we can get a Mio Momono Kohaku match singles in Oz Academy. I don't know what the what the politics of that would be if that is that would even be something that would be allowed to happen. But hopefully, you know, they 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 can see even for that few two minutes the potential in that. Yeah, exciting match. Mio ended up winning the 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 match and going on to challenge at uh, January seventh. Oz Academy in Shinjuku Face. Now, again, the, the current situation is Mayumi Ozaki, who is the uh, heel leader and de facto owner of uh, of Oz Academy, or Oz, yeah, the Oz Academy, because it's uh, Ozaki's show, get it, Oz, currently holds the Marvelous title. The Marvelous title being the AAAW title, which you know goes back to the days of Gaia Pro Wrestling. I believe she won it sometime last year in the summer or, or before the summer. And she's basically held on to it since. Mio's made some attempts to get it back. It's It's been a long kind of running story. Uh, she, she she failed a couple of times already, both in team situations to like take down Ozaki. Now she got a shot at the title and uh, on 1-7, she was able to win it. Uh, it was a great match against Akino. Akino, again, a legend uh, that can still, you know, put on excellent match. Uh, you know, I, I highly recommend you go look that one up. Uh, but, it, you know, a shows you how good Akino still is, and B shows you that Amiomono is like one of the greatest wrestlers of all time already in in her very young career. Just a hard hitting, high energy match. Uh, Mio just doesn't seem to have any speed that's not like you know Mach one, and she won it. Yeah, you know she she, she won the title, and you know I like to make a Cody Rhodes she finished the story joke uh, because any chance I get to make fun of that uh, rubber chicken neck tattoo dude, uh, I'll do it. But uh, this is very much, I feel like, the midpoint or the, the penultimate moment of this story where our hero now has kind of like maybe one up on the villain. And Mayumi Ozaki is one of the greatest villains of all time. It's, it's why Ozaki, Oz Academy continues to this day. She's just a strong personality and people love to hate her. So, and people love to love Mio because Mio is just like, again, she's just way too infectious of a personality not to love and cheer for. So my feeling is, where does this go? I think it's going to set up for a really, really big match between these two. So a title versus title match. You know, I would love to see it at Budokan. I could see that maybe being one of the, maybe be the main event for that. Uh, so maybe in the summer. I don't know if they can stretch it out that long. I I, I would like them to. I know some some people are like, oh, Mio should have won that thing back in five seconds. You know, but I am not one of those people because I've enjoyed the story so far. And I, I would really like to see it stretched out to a, a Budokan, maybe with Ozaki do- ducking her and having a few title defenses in the way, not just like going straight to Mayumi Ozaki. And if, again, 
get going back to it, I'd love to see one of those defenses be against Kohaku, who had had a shot once already. Uh, having one against Mio would be pretty pretty sweet. I'd I'd uh, I'd buy that for a dollar, well, more than a dollar. I mean, even with the exchange, like it'd be like uh, at least forty dollars, maybe more. I'd probably pay for a good seat for that. You know, I I try probably probably pay front row for that. But anyways, yeah, Oz Academy. I, I recommend the. Um, <laughs> getting around to it yeah i recommend those both those shows i recommend the december 20 uh, 12 30 show and i recommend the um um one seven show um they were available on zykeo uh, zykeo is like the uh, streaming service i think oz uses a lot again uh, i generally watch live um in person so i'm not too sure but uh there should be ways to watch it um or just wait for the sweet blu-ray to come out or dvd because oz academy uh is one of the few promotions still making DVDs pretty regularly, and then also Blu-rays pretty regularly. So if you want that sweet... Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess it's 1080p. I, I doubt they forked out for 4K, although if, if if it is 4K, I might buy one of those Blu-rays. It's like 50 bucks, but just to say I have 4K pro wrestling something would be pretty sweet. Uh, that's not like WWE or something. But anyways, yeah, Oz Academy, good stuff. Moving on, uh, third thing on my list that I decided was of any value to anyone was Ice Ribbon. Uh, Ice Ribbon Mania... Uh, partially because Ice River Mania is like the anchor show, or it's it's half the anchor for my whole New Year's, like Wrestlepalooza I set up for myself. Uh, so it's it's this because it's in the same building. It's Ice Ribbon Ice Ribbon Mania, which is the big year end show for Ice Ribbon, and um, it's uh the DDT BJW Tag Shuffle Tournament, uh, which used to be like a a, a go to midnight past midnight kind of show. It isn't that anymore, and uh, that's you know that's something I'll talk about in another maybe another time because I, I I love the DDT Big Japan Attack Shuffle. It's like one of my favorite things that happens every year in pro wrestling. But uh, yeah, but we're gonna focus more on River Mania this year. River Mania 2023. Overall, fantastic show. And again, Ice Ribbon. I, I will always support Ice Ribbon. I will always be happy with pro wrestling when I watch Ice Ribbon. Just a lot of great matches. You know, the Ice Ribbon's in a really interesting place now with. Um, with new funding and new management and uh, a new injection of talent. They, they ran a reality show on, on YouTube, I believe mostly uh, called the challengers, which I watched uh, not all of, but it's a good amount of, and uh, ended up with a, a really good, nice crop of wrestlers, including uh, Mifu Asada, who uh, ended up teaming with Curie to win the uh, ice urban tag championships. Uh, Mifu very young in her career. I mean, she got a title shot, I think out the gate, so that, that was kind of a big moment for her. But she's she's a very athletic, very talented uh, rest, rookie right now, wrestler. And um, it looks like she's going to be spending more time in Ice Ribbon, and especially with those titles. So I, I'm excited to, to see where this goes. You know, shout out to QV, which was uh, Oncham, uh, freelancer Oncham. Well, not really freelancer. She's uh, Shinshu Girls uh, for wrestling. But, uh, and uh, Yu, Yudi from uh, Ganjo, uh, Gonpro. Um, they were a great tag team. They were great ice urban tag team champs that carry that those belts well hopefully it's not the end uh and who knows maybe we'll see them go on to win some other gold somewhere else but uh, the main event was fantastic like probably one of my favorite matches over these the 14 shows i watched over the new years uh it was ibuki hoshi versus kaho matsushita somewhat contemporaries you know uh, i think ibuki debuted before kaho maybe about a year's difference i can't remember uh, ibuki hoshi second generation wrestler daughter of uh, Ice Ribbon veteran and former champ and just ice, just heart and soul, Hamuku Hoshi. Very much carries on her mother's like just uh, amazing presentation and showmanship and personality and in-ring skill. Uh, you know, I think uh, I want to I give a shout out to Hamuku Hoshi, who is someone who I think you can put in there with a lot of people and just get fantastic matches out, out of them because she just understands pro wrestling uh, and like pacing and and especially comedy, you know, put her there. She'll 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 she get the crowd behind her. But her daughter is, you know, has all of that. Plus, just I I think, you know, she has the the benefit of youth. You know, appreciate uh, youthful energy because I don't have it anymore. <laughs> but um, Ibuki had a I'd say a pretty strong strong uh, road to the championship. She won it last summer. Uh, she won it at Ice in Wonderland at Karakuen Hall uh, against Yudi. That's right. Uh, she beat Yudi. I think uh, a lot of people forget Yudi, a former Ice Urban champion and not just tag champion. So, you know, in her young career, 
Oh, both, yeah. She's only held two titles, and that's the, the Infinity Championship and the Ice Ribbon Tag Champion uh, belt. Uh, you know, short runs, but I think it speaks well for Yudi, who's who's again another wrestler that's really de- uh, really grown. I think, especially since moving to to Gonpro Ganjo. But yeah, Ibuki won it basically late summer. Has been carrying it since. Uh, you know, Kaho Matsushita. Kaho is uh, again. I would say she you. You know, number one talent Ibuki Hoshi for that promotion. Number two talent, it's Kaho Matsushita. Uh, just in ring wise, um, connection with the fans, just uh, being able to put on a great match. You know, Kaho Kaho is amazing, and I, I could have easily saw her uh, win the title that day. I, I'm kind of happy Ibuki held on to it. I, I want her to have a nice long run because I think, like like her mother, she's like heart and soul for Ice Ribbon. She even I believe uh, put her education, her university education, on hold to go full time. Uh, with Ice Urban, so she's all in, and uh, you know I think that that definitely counts for something. I, I, you know, I think Kaho might be all in as well, given how much she wrestles at Ice Ribbon. <laughs> it was a fantastic match, hard hitting match. Uh, what was the time on it? it? It went like they they went for it. Yeah, twenty five minutes. Highly recommended. Now uh, I bring that up because this is a show that should be pretty easy to uh, access at least in a, a month or so, because Ice Ribbon has started their own streaming service, Ice Ribbon live now now technically ice ribbon has had a couple of streaming services actually uh so first they had nico nico which is kind of like their older archive of footage that still gets occasionally updated i believe with like much older shows and then we have their youtube channel which is mostly their dojo shows and then like a few other smaller shows like when they go to skip city and stuff but i I really like the youtube channel actually I'm, i'm subscribed to the youtube channel because um it does have quite a bit of uh, you know, the dojo matches are fun. They're like an hour long. So again, my, with my attention span, that's great. And um, it, it's great to see, that especially the younger wrestlers get opportunities and, and and all the wrestlers kind of testing out stuff kind of before they debut it, uh, maybe for these bigger shows. Now, Ice Ribbon Live will be like their big show archive. And I think if you're someone who's been interested in Ice Ribbon, you want to check out what Ice Ribbon's about, yeah, I'd probably recommend Ice Ribbon Live, uh, Live Plus, I believe it's called. Uh, just just Google it, because it's some uh, Japanese address, website address, I, I can't remember. It's like ctfps.jp, Ice Ribbon, Live, whatever. Just, yeah, go Google it. They're going to be offering all the big shows on that service. I believe that's that's the the idea. This, that's also the website you can buy the pay-per-view. So if you're like, if, when, whenever they do big live shows, you can just watch it live on that and that archives for a couple of weeks. For I believe the uh, the, the the kingly sum of one thousand yen or uh, uh, what is it seven dollars right now because yen be down, you can enjoy uh, a number of great ice shows. Like even now, if you join now, you know Rivermania is not up yet, but uh, there are a lot of good shows on there, including uh, again uh, Ice in Wonderland which was uh, the, where Ibuki won the belt. I think Yokama Ribbon 2023, which is also very, very good. Uh, recommended. Recommended service. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to be switching to that from Nico, but I'll probably keep the uh, the, the, the Doju Show uh, membership as well. So it's, 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 a, it's seven bucks. You know, skip, skip a terrible cup of, uh, you know, Starbucks coffee where they'll spell your name wrong. And uh, enjoy a month of of being happy with pro wrestling. Highly recommended. And uh, I look forward to Ibuki Hoshi moving forward as champion into 2024. But even more so, and this is like the main, uh, maybe maybe is equally as important as the main event, for me at least, is the return of Yuki Mashiro at this show. Now, Yuki Mashiro, if you don't know, uh, also known as Waito and the Gacha King, because she was responsible for making the, the... tin badges that would go in the ice ribbon gotcha vending machine and also it created a belt with those pins on it that uh she would both carry and then force onto other people one of my favorite wrestlers of at least the last three years uh spectacular she won rookie of the year from shoe pro magazine uh, weekly pro wrestling which i think surprised a lot of people but you know as a, someone who was watching her i was like of course she won because she's brilliant um now yuki again a little uh, kind of very, very much in the ice ribbon mold of like uh miyako matsumoto and maybe the more comedy inclined wrestlers but to be honest especially near the end of her last run uh she was becoming a very good wrestler also you know very solid wrestler i think she had a lot of great moves that fit her personality like trick roll-ups and uh and uh you know uh you know her her always fantastic like so and uh, her second rope uh crossbody 
which she would then, you know, she would climb to the top and, you know, have the fans call out Waito. She actually had retired at last Ribbon Mania, Ribbon Mania 2022. So I, I, I was there live watching her retire, feeling really bummed. You know, she, she, it, she was three years into her career. Uh, I thought she was really starting to hit it. And, you know, I understand, you know, in, in your 20s, things are in flux. I, I remember being 20, kind of. It was quite a while ago. But, you know, you, you, you're, you're, you're in a turbulent time in your life almost always at that point. And I think she was looking for a change again. Um, what one of the bummers was like, we, we we were just coming out of COVID, and uh, you know, look, we all, I figure we all lived through that. If you're listening to this, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but most of her career, she debuted in 2019, was basically in in COVID times. Um, so she was a a, a wrestler that her, her whole career was in COVID, and she came out of it. And I, I think she maybe she want you know we all came out of that a little bit weird, and uh, yeah, she ended up leaving, uh, retiring, and. Yeah, again, I respect that. Uh, if your heart's not in it all the way, there's no reason to just stick around and and uh, and grind things out, especially when you have choices. And again, you're young and you can make those choices. But I I, I was always bummed out that she did not get her shot at a uh, at, at live audiences more because I feel like even with a small audience she she had, uh, she always did fantastic. Like she always got some of the biggest reactions. I mean, even online. Uh, you know, in in the small bubble that is Joshi Pro, I feel like fans were really excited about her and and, and you know, uh, getting to see her. So having her decide to come back, I, I think is fantastic. I I really hope that this this time around, however long she decides to, to stick around, uh, she really gets to experience uh, you know, the crowds. I think she deserved when she left. Uh, I put her in the category of again comedy genius, like like Miyako Matsumoto, like Sakura Hirota like um uh you know Momokanazono. let's let's see that match happen uh where i think they come at wrestling in a very different way like you know a lot of i think a lot of people who would go into wrestling nowadays tend to be fans right most wrestlers now when they're doing interviews they always tell you who they loved as a kid uh, i know i believe yuki mashiro it was her father that was the fan so she got into wrestling kind of as a, a kind of as you know as, as a side effect of how much her father loved for wrestling. And so for her, I think she came in, found that she enjoyed it and then put her own spin on it as, as someone who wasn't really like, Oh, I'm going to try to model myself on X, Y, Z. I'm going to do what I think is fun with this wrestling stuff. And uh, it always shone through. It's one of the most original fun wrestlers I've ever seen in the ring. Literally we can have a match with anyone because she has what I call like an insanity bubble against Hirota, a great example of this, where she drags other people into this like lunatic realm where rules and logic don't apply and her matches just descend into utter chaos. And uh, I, I'm really looking forward to her return. Uh, I already got my ticket reserved. 127 front row will be the return of Yuki Mashiro. And um, yeah, I think I'll definitely, again, if this podcast is still going, I'll definitely talk about that for sure. You know, got the seat, ordered the, pre-ordered the t-shirt. And the towel, and I am all in for the return of Waito. Okay, Gotcha King's coming back. We are, uh, we're out here. Uh, last topic to cover. So, something I wasn't expecting to do, not just in the New Year's uh, holiday, but during the year in general, was watch three All Japan shows in in one week's time, basically. Now that's nothing against All Japan. Again, I just I don't. I generally watch Joshi Pro women's wrestling in Japan. And I've been to all Japan shows before and always enjoyed them. You know, I, I appreciate that style. Um, you know, also, you know, they have Kento Miyahara, which is a guy who just can get anyone hyped. You know, they, he can hype up any audience, I think, on the planet. If you, if you give, him, give him, give him, not even a mic, just just give him the arena, hit his music, and he'll, he'll get the crowd going. The reason I ended up going was the surprise announcement that... Possibly my favorite promotion right now, Actress Girls, uh, had formed a collaboration with All Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, uh, right off the bat, this was, I, I think, maybe a, a question mark. I, I'm going to be like polite here because I don't want to be like one of those guys. But yeah, there's some question marks when it happened. Number one, the actual like announcement video was. Uh, played for comedy a bit. I think the president showed up with a wig on and then the wig fell off and it was like clown noises. Uh, but he invited the actress girls to come on to, 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 to all Japan. 
which was again interesting for wrestling fans in Japan because technically Actress Girls is not pro wrestling. Uh, they stepped away from the uh, wrestling world about a year ago and switched to what they call act wrestling, which is uh, more of a closed system where they fully admit that the uh, results are pre predetermined. Which I don't know why that, that that got some people angry, and I was just like, "We are. This is. They're not giving the results away right away. They're not hitting with spoilers, you know. But we all know this is predetermined. I don't. I don't think them coming out and saying it uh, is like a a weird revelation. But um, yeah, there was that. So okay, uh, initially weird tie up. Next came an even weirder video. And, and understand, as a person who likes weird stuff, I was all. In. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> the president, I believe his name is Fukuda, President Fukuda, uh, released a Christmas video where three of the actress girls, uh, Miko Ano, who was champion at the time, uh, Goto Chika, and uh, I believe it's Riko, uh, Riko Fukunaga, were dressed up in Santa clothes while the president wore a, I guess, kind of like a co- another comedy like wig cap thing and hit himself on the head with pots and pans. It was weird. It's up there. Go check it out. It should be on All Japan's Twitter. Uh, it's got like over a million views at this point. Um, and part of that video was that he then announced another collaboration with none other than uh, the big boys from the West, uh, straight from Orlando, NXT. Uh, you know, WWE's, I put it in air quotes, developmental, because it doesn't really feel like it's that thing anymore. But you, you get the idea. They, they had a deal. They were going to bring someone in. Uh, and controversially, that person was getting a title shot. Uh, you know, um, I, I get it. Uh, some people would say, that, "Oh, this is WWE forcing their way through the door." I would I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if some of this was the president's call to make it a title shot. Because you know, again, he's trying to generate buzz. That that's my feeling with the situation. He's trying to uh, create some energy. Now, again, all Japan is probably uh, just looking at the feedback online and. Just taking a quick look at some of their events over the last year, I I don't think they were in really in any trouble. But I think he's this president is trying to maybe open up all Japan to some different audiences. I mean, all Japan is probably one of the most traditional of the uh, men's pro wrestling promotions out there. Um, another thing that conf- uh, uh, confused some people was. Um, uh, you know, All Japan technically has a women's division already. They have uh, Evolution Girls, which is a uh, Joshi Pro team. I'll call it a team because it's really only uh, three people. Uh, well, technically like two and a half right now. But anyways, they were a project started by, uh, I believe, Suwama and uh, Shuji Ishikawa and a few others. I, I, I want to say Tsukasa Fujimoto from from Icerbin was involved, although uh, after having her baby and kind of stepping away for a bit from wrestling, I don't know if she's involved anymore. But yeah, you know, they created three three pretty good wrestlers out the gate. Um, Zones, Chichi, and Sunny. Uh, sadly, Sunny had to retire pretty early in her career due to medical reasons. But uh, they've got they've got a new rookie ready to debut. So that's, again, uh, a good sign for, the, for this new project. And, but it does raise questions why bring in actress girls when you have evolution girls again even as a huge actress girls fan i was kind of like oh what does this mean for evo because actress girls has another thing about their current situation where they do not really interact with other pro wrestling promotions they kind of close that door again not too unsimilar to wwe like wwe doesn't really interact with freelancers or or outside promotions they are wwe so um that i think caused more confusion What's why was this happening? Is Evo going to be involved? As it stands, there's been no announcement about that. But uh, long story short, I I went to All Japan because I love actress girls. Go over to the AW Boys podcast, Aw Boys, and uh, run by my good friend Sajabroni. Uh, I've I've been on, I guess both both episodes at this point. So uh, I guess I am part of that as well. But yeah, check it out. Will we talk about actress girls a little bit more? And you can find out more about it. There's also a number of other Actress Girls podcasts. Uh, and I will shout them out later on uh, in, in future podcasts. when Maybe I do a more Actress Girls focused one. So, uh, you know, getting into the actual uh, shows themselves. So I went to the uh, January 2nd, January 3rd, and then a week later, I think the January uh, 6th. Something like that. I, I, w- I went to another show. They were all at Crackman Hall. Maybe it was the 11th. 
I can't remember. You know, I, I went in full gear. I put on my Mari Sakamoto sweater because she had become champion. And I support the real ninja. I tossed on my, I believe the first day I tossed on my Asako Army t-shirt, uh, Mia Asako, uh, who we'll get to in a second. And yeah, I headed down to Krakowin Hall. And I believe just as I was leaving, I ended up reading the news. It might have happened the night before and I just went to bed. But like Shuji Ishikawa, again, uh, cornerstone and apparently uh, a big creative head in the back for All Japan had declared that he is basically leaving the promotion and would not be appearing on the shows due to illness. Uh, again, there was a bad flu going around. Those those two, it could have just been two coincidences coming together. Uh, you know, I knew at that point, and I, just looking at the internet, you know, even with my limited Japanese, I could look at Twitter or X. No, Twitter. It's Twitter. We call it Twitter. It's the Bird app. I was looking at the Bird app, and um, I could see even among Japanese fans, you know, everyone's like, well, what, what the hell's going on? So I was like, oh boy, here we go. But I got there and I I, I got a seat and uh, lo and behold who sits behind me but uh, the general manager Fuka uh, of uh, general manager of Actress Girls. Um, uh, some of you might know Fuka as uh, a stardom original, right? She was there in the beginning. Um, she was one of their big stars early on. Ended up retiring and becoming GM there uh, in stardom for a while before completely retiring and kind of you know I think starting her family. A couple of years ago, about a year or two ago, I think, she came back uh, for Actress Girls as the pro wrestling advisor. So I guess the idea was she would give this non-wrestling promotion wrestling advice. And fair enough, she has a lot of experience. And also, I think uh, her background as someone in stardom, which is very, you know, has a very similar idol style to it, uh, was probably helpful. And she has experience with uh, with, with people running that uh, back in the day when stardom and Actress Girls were, were closer. And uh, yeah, she sat behind me, you know, I gave her a little nod, and then uh, she was nice enough to get very excited when she realized I was wearing Mari gear, and that I was there to support the team, and that was that was a wonderful little highlight. And um, I made sure, especially with the GM there, to, to scream and yell as much support as I could for, for the home team. Uh, the first show they did, uh, which is, been, is being called now Actress Time, it's basically like the actress, actress girls offer, was uh, preceded by their, their, their typical dance, uh, actually it was two dances. I was very excited because they debuted, not debuted, but it was the first time seeing live uh, a, a new dance they'd, they'd come up with. I'd only seen on YouTube before. And uh, they did that, followed by Love Riddle. Love Riddle being the, you know, signature Actress Girls opening dance. Um, and I was hyped as hell because, you know, anytime Love Riddle plays, it's it's basically like the national anthem. I'm going to get up, put my hand over my heart, and uh, and let the tear roll down my eye. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this, it, it is a jarring way for fans to get introduced to Actress Girls, you know. I think it's a very honest way, maybe too honest. Oh, yeah, so the, their opening match was Misa Matsui, Natsumi Sumikawa, also formerly of Stardom. Great Asako, who is Asako Mia, and Miko Ano, who was the former champion up to a few weeks ago. So a, a lot of great talent. And um, Asako Mia uh, came out in her great Asako persona. Which, if you can kind of put two and two together, uh, yes, this is a play on the great Muto. So she comes out with red face paint. She very much tries to move like Muto. She executes a type of Shining Wizard and Moonsault. You know, I, I think it's a sight to behold. I definitely like it. But again, um, this is a gimmick she's been running for at least two, three months at this point. And as an Actress Girls fan, I love it. Uh, but again, without any introduction, you have to understand that they, they kind of just came out, did the song and dance, and then started wrestling. I could understand some confusion, especially when you add on top the fact that Noah, about a month ago, uh, a month and a half ago maybe, started their own great Muto daughter angle with Muto involving the great Sakuya, who may or may not also be a former actress girl. So there are layers here. And again, I wouldn't be surprised if some people, some people looked at this and like, are they also stealing the Muto gimmick? When really, great Asako did it first. But um, yeah, we have another Muto's daughter. Potentially. We haven't, we haven't cracked that nut, whether it's true or not. She is looking for her papa. And we will find out the truth one day, I believe. Uh, unless a lawsuit comes down and they give her a cease and desist. But anyways, um, I enjoyed the match. Uh, you know, the reaction was, eh, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. It was a bit flat. There were Actress Girls fans like me there as well, though, cheering. 
Uh, I think some of the audience just got into it. And you know what? What I really liked was the kids in my area, some of the kids in my section, they got into it too. And I think that's that's the important part. Um, and maybe that's a lot of the reason this is happening is trying to court other audiences, uh, other fans that are not just the hardcore All Japan fans, uh, like any promotion. And again, I understand there's pros and cons there. You know, if you, um, I don't know, you brought stardom wrestlers to actress girls. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> no, you know, I, I would love Tam Tam uh, back in actress girls for, for, for an appearance or something or, or uh, Suzuki. Who had done actress girls back in the day? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. But yeah, I can understand there. You know, there's always some caution when things change a lot. I mean, again, actress girls literally stopped being pro wrestling. So I've been through this, boys. Uh, but the second day, actually, this is what my, my thought was. I went to the second day. Second day was just same thing, song dance into the tag match. But they used a uh, Koki, who I think is like one of their big prospects. And if just type in Koki, K O U K I, and look at the future and just Koki, uh, and uh, it was Koki and Gozo Chika, uh, who is famous for having uh, Actress Girls' uh, most popular and most watched video on their YouTube channel. I won't say why. You can go ahead and figure that out yourself. Uh, just go to the YouTube channel, and um, maybe don't have your significant other around uh, when that happens. And then uh, Miko Ano and Natsuki on the other side. Again, great match. This was again more of just of a straight wrestling match. I thought it was. Uh, I thought this maybe should have been the way they they introduced themselves. It, it also helped that, you know, as much as I missed having Fuka sitting behind me, they uh, moved Fuka to the commentary desk, which I think helped a lot more. And I think on commentary, she maybe explained more about what Actress Girls is, who who these wrestlers are, some of their background, which should be helpful. And more of a, just a straight match. And I think if they'd done this first, um, followed by. Then maybe at the very end of this match, introduce Great Asako. And then the second day, you do the uh, kind of wackier match after they get to know these characters. Uh, but something I do like, uh, I'll mention it now, is that uh, Actress Time, you'll notice often it's not listed on the card. And for the first few days, you had no idea where it was. It was just all of a sudden, it's like, it's Actress Time. And I like it because it's like a sneak attack. It's like, whoa, uh, when is Actress Time? I don't know. It could happen at any moment. And, uh, you know... I, I enjoyed the insanity of that. On the third day I went, the, the third day of, uh, I guess this was a series, right? This was, yeah, the, the New Year Giant series. Uh, uh, third day, there was uh, uh, Actress Girls at the top. They, they basically, I think they, they did put it on the card. It was kind of like the zero match, uh, so the opening match. And again, I, yeah, I think this one actually went over better. And I think a lot of that is just like getting familiar now with Actress Girls. I think it helped also the teams. Like this one was an even clearer tag match. It was... Uh, Maru and uh, Kyoka, uh, Kyoka Iwai of uh, Jadosha, uh, a snake-based heel team, and with the assistance of Alan, also of Jadosha, and uh, Akiasakawa. Akiasakawa, someone you might remember having spent time in uh, Stardom, you know, kind of famously from Stardom, but has been in Actress Girls doing a fantastic job uh, reminding everyone why the drunker samurai is still a threat. Now, she is currently on hiatus a bit, kind of. She was here more in a managerial role, although she did get involved in the match. But uh, she will be heading out to stateside, and uh, I recommend that if you are uh, in an area where Akiasakawa is on the card, you should go out and see that show. The opponents were Update Plus, Update Plus being uh, number one idol, me, and uh, her protege and uh, mentee, Sakura Mizushima. It's exactly what you would think uh, an idol group would look like they come out in the frilliest of dresses, uh, me with a teddy bear that may or may not also be a weapon, and they come out and they smile and they uh, remind you why, uh, you know, what it means to be an idol and feel joy. Uh, again, another good straight match, though. I, I would think, actually, this one got over, over even better. Uh, Mario, again, Mario, I think a lot of people don't know or might not be familiar work because she goes all the way back to JD stars uh, again a retired wrestler kind of brought back into the fold through act wrestling let's remember that act wrestling not wrestling she's still a retired wrestler but uh, I think it helped her experience in this match helped she knew how to kind of like uh, goad the crowd a bit you know she she, she was uh, I think I, I want to believe she had a good heel phase back when she was just uh, in JD stars and um, you know again she's, she's also an actor <laughs> she understands uh, how to project a theater actor out of that. So live crowds are kind of her jam. 
But this is another great match, you know. And I think again, the crowd is a little more comfortable. Uh, I will say, I think the cast, the size of actress girls, might become an issue uh, because again, there are so many uh, performers on the team. Uh, Miku Ano, I think, is the only one who's wrestled twice on All Japan at this point, and uh, everyone else has basically shown up once in, in the ring for them. You know what would maybe rec- be recommendable right now is it set a handful of wrestlers to this project i hope it continues I, th- I think there's potential here both for actress girls to get more exposure and maybe also to open up more doors um for all japan for different kinds of audiences uh especially younger audiences from what i can see for some of the kids and also you know they have koki you know that's always exciting if i was all japan i'd be like koki yo i think it's something that's that they can both benefit for so hopefully this this collaboration is given a good amount of time but I th- yeah i think I, I think because of the size of the, the the team rotating in new faces all the time might not be the the most advisable thing in my opinion i, I would set a team and you know actress girls is a promotion that has some experiences running two teams i mean the 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 day three show on the uh on the 14th, that's what it was, okay? The, the third day of the new new Giant series. Actress, half the team was in Osaka. So they were running essentially two teams across, uh, one in Tokyo for All Japan and then one in Osaka for their own show. So this is not something they're not familiar with. It's something I believe they could totally do by, I would I would probably put, um, again, some experience there. I, I would put Miku. I'd put Miku in there. I'd probably put Maru and Jadosha because um, again it's it's a simple heel they look evil they act evil uh, I think Bulldozer Todoroki would actually get over real well with that crowd and then uh, again uh, you know Natsuki Koki maybe even Naru I think those are great great faces you could just put in there y- young talents that represent the new generation of actress girls and and then rotate one or two other wrestlers in here and there depending on who's available maybe some of the rookies give them a chance to, to perform in front of these big big crowds yeah, that that would be my, my my uh, like this is my opinion. Obviously, it's my podcast of of how I would like to see things develop, uh, and also I you know hopefully I would like to see Evo girls get involved. We'll see how that pans out the next few months. Again, a lot of moving parts backstage right now. You know they're they're losing Black Minasori as well. Uh, who again it bums me out because Black Minasori snake gimmick, Jadosha snake gimmick. You know synergy. Come on guys, we had synergy. But he'll be leaving on the on, on 127. Um, we'll see if there's actress time there. What else? I mean, uh, uh, closing thoughts on actress time, as I'm going to call it. You know, and uh, again, uh, I'll say this: All Japan, you keep building actress time, and I will come to your shows. Uh, this is this I swear, and I'll probably continue. Uh, uh, you know, uh, staying a member of your 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 service, so I can rewatch these the actress times I missed are the ones that I uh, would like to uh, re-experience. But yeah, here's hoping the project keeps going. I I do kind of find it funny. Like, it, uh, I did see that recent tweet where um, Katsuhika Nakajima uh, returned the All Japan belt. I, I don't believe he's vacated, at least from my understanding. He's kind of like said, I'm I'm going on a training mission. I think he feels uh. He failed the belt by losing that tag match against the Saito brothers, which was a good match. Uh, honestly, very, very good match. Uh, the Saito brothers are, they live up to their hype. Nice, simple, big, mean boys that like to fight and, uh, uh, you know, are believable as a, a kind of indestructible tag team. But, um, yeah, that was a great match. And what I laughed about is, like, he, he's returned the belt. I think it's a storyline. Who knows right now? Things are so chaotic backstage. In my mind, I had a moment where I was like, he left Noah in like September or something and backstage this is like a a little play that played out in my mind like he bumped into to I don't know Marafuji or something and he's like oh hey man what's up Uh, guess what we're we're giving uh we're giving Nozawa a Monday night show (laughs) to a live Monday night show to to do whatever he wants and like Nakajima's like "Eh?" and then like maybe there was like oh Nozawa's got a great idea he's gonna do he's gonna do Mudo's daughter and Nakajima's like oh hells no and like that's what like that's what like broke the camel's back and he left I'm sure it was not that but then to again this is just my comedy sketch in my head he walks into all Japan wins the title and he's like yeah this is this is we are cooking and then the president walks up he's like oh sweet you know you know Nakajima man it's great having you on board oh by the way we hired the actress girls, and you're gonna love this. They have a Muto's daughter character. You can just like, and I, I can just imagine in the scene like Nakajima's like just the blood leave his face and just 
watch his soul die. <laughs> He has to deal with another fake Mudo daughter. Not fake. I stand corrected. I'm sorry. Uh, it has not been proven. Uh, but one day we will hear the truth from 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 great uh, great As- Asako, and we will know the truth of that. Uh, it's a side note before I forget, Great Asako uh, wonderfully speaks in English while she's in character. Uh, I don't know if she's just doing it with me because she knows I'm a foreigner, but I think it's part of the gimmick because she, she has gotten on the mic and spoken in English, and I think... I think she's studying English just for this, or at least using Google Translate to set things up. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. If if Great Asako was a thing that broke the camel's back, and this is actually like Nakajima quitting the company, I'm just, I I, I would uh, again, I b- bummer to all Japan fans, but uh, I think I'd find that pretty, pretty hilarious. Uh, but yeah, that that's it. You know, uh, actress time. Uh, I give it. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a rating. I'll give it three Great Asako moon salts out of three. I think that's that's a fair score. Um, you can't beat 100%, so th- that's what I'm going to give it. And um, uh, again, I'm looking forward to the to all Japan. If you're an all Japan subscriber, yeah, check them out. Check out. You know, I, I don't know if you may have tried to skip that match, but I I say give Actress Girls a chance. And if you want to know more about Actress Girls, head over to you know their YouTube channel if you, you want to dip your toes in uh, Actress Girls. Uh, again, it's spelled A C T. G-I-R-L apostrophe Z. Uh, just type that into the YouTubes. And uh, they have a number of free matches. They, they actually tend to post a lot of their main events from their shows, which I think are always good matches. And then um, you can even see a couple of great Asako matches there, which I highly recommend. Uh, yeah, give it a try. Like uh, The reason I like Actress Girls is because it's really different. You know, if, if you're getting a little bit tired of a uh, strong style in it all the time or uh, WWE punch kick drama, uh, check out Actress Girls because you know they're actresses. It's all drama. It's, it's glorious, and, and dancing and singing. I mean, really, it's just a good time. I think that'll be it. So here we go. Nice. Okay, I kept this uh, looking with editing. I think this is gonna be about an hour. So I'm proud of myself. And you know, moving forward, I think that's gonna be the goal to keep this thing short. Uh, I don't want to do ultra long podcasts because number one, I don't want to uh, edit ultra long podcasts because I'm very lazy. And also, um, I uh, I think there's other people who do that better. And especially if it's one person talking to a microphone, there's no need to listen to that for more than, well, geez, maybe even even 45 minutes is pushing it. But, you know, future episodes of this podcast will probably focus on, again, I want to kind of shine a light on some of the independent workers out here, some of the shows and companies maybe people aren't following as closely and are a little, maybe are interested but not sure about i'll try to spotlight them and you know just fun shows i go to and and fun matches and wrestlers and stuff that i think are, are coming up and i'm gonna try to keep it short uh you know ideally what what would I, what would i like this to be i'd like to be like the welcome to night veil vale of uh joshi pro pro wrestling podcasts 30 minutes in and out it's, you know welcome to night veil vale is mostly one person maybe i will introduce characters uh as well uh, you know, there could be a, a, a handsome scientist that looks like Koki uh, as part of my, my cast. Um, uh, something like that might happen. You know, who, who knows? Sky's the limit. Um, but that's it. You know, uh, welcome to to, the, to my castle, uh, my my kingdom that I've created out of A4 portraits. And uh, you can follow me uh, again at Chris Two K Lee on Twitter, the Burning Ham Eater. And also, uh, th- this podcast will have its own uh, account because that's what people do. It's the A4 Portcast. A4 P O R T C A S T. Okay, and uh, that's what I'll probably just post um, when the shows are coming out. Um, if you have questions, probably p- put the questions there. Uh, I- I'll try to answer them. Any questions you might have? Yeah, you know, did you have questions about pro wrestling in Japan? Is there an independent promotion or wrestler you're interested in? Uh, I could, if, if I've seen them, I'll say something. If I haven't, maybe I'll go check them out. You know, they'll give me motivation to go and, and check out another indie promotion I haven't checked out before. But um, thank you for listening. I hope this was useful. I hope if you were, uh, you know, if you were doing laundry, uh, it is now nicely folded and tidied away, and you can go about your day maybe forget this even happened uh thanks for listening guys uh uh we're uh music i'm gonna play music now too it may be the same music as i put before if there was any 
maybe it'll be different. Uh, maybe maybe it'll be the music Mike Bailey used to use in DDT. Uh, uh, I bring that up because it's the same music one of my favorite YouTube channels uses. Uh, the channel's called Techmoan. Uh, it's a retro tech channel where the the very kindly British gentleman talks about old, um, mostly audio technology. Uh, and it's uh, you know it got me back into MD players for a good month. Like I had a I had a hot month where I was just like hunting down trying to buy old MD players. Hey, anyways, uh, they use the same music. Maybe I'll use it here. Maybe I won't. I don't, I don't know. I'll probably use it just for this episode for clarity's sake. Anyways, catch you later uh, on the A4. Catch you on the on the uh, the 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 other side of the A4, which is usually just a blank white uh, sheet of paper. White, Whito, Whito's coming back. Whito.